Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Well, Freedom Friday, already off to a great start here on Carl and Crew Mornings. I just saw a, a video that our president, uh, Mark Joe, posted. Oh, yeah? Did you see this, that the fire alarm went off in the middle of his prayer during the chapel for the students. <laughs> I heard about it, but I have not seen it. He's literally on his knees, oh, no. on a stage with all, and all the students, and they're all praying together. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the fire alarm uh, goes off, and everybody was safe. Everybody was fine, yes, but yeah. had a bit of a, um, an, a little bit of an evacuation <laughs> a couple days ago on campus. But that would be wild. Well, yeah, because. You're like in the middle of a prayer doing something very spiritual, but obviously you have to stop it in that moment and and get people out, <laughs> get people moving. Do you remember? I don't know, Allie, were you working here? This was years ago. Uh, we were in our other studio and there was a fire drill in the last 10 minutes of I, the show. I think I do remember that. And And we were like, you know what? We're going to be a little late to getting out there. Yes. It's going to be okay. We got 10 minutes left of this show. We're not going to leave it right now. Because we knew it was a drill. We knew it was a drill. That. Yes, we, we were. A drill was coming. Yeah, um, exactly. This uh, Mark Job, he posted and he put alarm with all three exclamation <laughs> points. When the alarm goes off in the middle of your prayer of dedication, hashtag alarm, hashtag spiritual fire, hashtag <laughs> wake up call. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Definitely, uh, definitely a unique way to no start the semester for our students here at Moody Bible Institute. But praise God, everybody's safe. Well, we've got a special guest coming up. Uh, another one of our Moody favorites, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, I know you love him as well. He's going to be talking about uh, a bit of a wake-up call for the church. We're going to the book of Revelation for this coming up. Discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. So there was a bit of a warning to the church in Sardis. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. That is out of Revelation 3, verse uh, 1 through 2, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, let's chat about this uh, with Dr. Erwin Lutzer this morning. What can the church today learn from the church in Sardis? You wrote a whole chapter in the last chapter in one of your recent books about strengthening what remains. What gave you that motivation? Well, you know, that's a very interesting statement that Jesus made to the church. And what we have to understand is that the church in Sardis was wealthy. It was obviously well satisfied because it says you have a reputation that you are alive. The other thing, Ellie, that is most interesting is that if you're in Sardis, you actually notice that there's a pagan temple up against the ancient church. Now, that uh, goes back actually to the third century, so it's not the temple that would have been there when Jesus was writing to the church. But here's the point. There are two ways to interpret that. Here's a pagan temple next to the church. You can say, oh, the church said to itself, we want to be where things are the darkest, and therefore we'll put a church right next to the temple. On the other hand, you could interpret it differently, and it's probably the right way to interpret it, that the church felt at home next to the pagan temple. 
you could worship in church and then take a few steps and you would be in the pagan temple Mm. and you can worship the gods of sexuality and so forth. So that's the struggle. When Jesus said to this church, strengthen what remains, it's very clear that he was saying to the church, you are giving the culture what it wants. And what you have to do is to strengthen what remains, because there are some things that remain. For example, later in the letter, Jesus said, there are some people in Sardis who have not spoiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. You know, there are three or four commands that Jesus gives to the church. First of all, he says, wake up. Now, that's a command that could be given either to, uh, you know, people who are dead in their trespasses and sins, Mm -hmm. but it also applies to Christians. So Jesus goes on to say, strengthen what remains, remember what you have, and then he asks them to repent. So this is a letter, Allie, that I think should be read by everyone, you know, from time to time, reminding us of the heart of Jesus, speaking to a church, speaking his heart to a church that found itself in a pagan culture, which in some respects is the same as ours. You said something that caught my ear, many things I want to kind of touch on, but giving the culture what it wants. So the church in Sardis was guilty of that. Um, In what ways do you see maybe the church in Western culture doing the same? Well, you have, for example, the acceptance in some of the liberal churches of same-sex marriage and so forth. But you also have an entertainment culture. And I think that the surveys reveal that Christians attend the same movies. They have the same entertainment, basically, as the people of the world. So the uniqueness that we have today is that we are up against a culture that nobody has ever faced. Technology has given us an entirely new battle. Nobody in history, none of these churches, had to battle the idea of the Internet, all the sexual images that are available, the intrusion of social media, which is the cause of so many problems today. And so all of that has infiltrated the lives of Christians in the very same way that it has infiltrated the world. So. In a sense, though we might not put it that way, we are giving the culture what it wants because we are a part of the culture. I forget who said it, but he said, I looked for the world and I found it in the church. I looked for the church and I found it in the world. So even though outwardly we might be different, there might still be oftentimes a tremendous intrusion of the world into the church. Hmm. Dr. Erwin Lutzer with us right now, Pastor Emeritus of Moody Church, also hosts uh, Running to Win, which you hear weekdays at 930 here on Moody Radio. Coming up, so we've painted a grim picture of what we often see in the church today. Uh, Not everywhere, not every church, but the church at large certainly is guilty of some of these same things. What is the hope for you and me as we head into a new year? How do we strengthen what remains both personally and corporately? More with Pastor Erwin Lutzer coming up. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. So the call is to strengthen what remains. 
places that we've gone off track, we've gone astray, but there's still, there's a root, there's a seed there that remains. Certainly that was true for the church in Sardis, uh, Pastor Erwin Lutzer. There were problems, but it wasn't all bad or else there wouldn't have been anything remaining to strengthen, right? Uh, That's a good way to put it. As I mentioned a few moments ago, Jesus said that uh, there are still a few names in Sardis who have not spoiled their garments and they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy. So isn't it interesting that within the church, there was a group of people who were still interested in godliness, who were walking with God in the midst of a very pagan culture. So what we need to do sometimes is, as we even think about churches as pastors, we have to understand that many in our congregation are really, in one way or another, they may be selling out to the world. But always, certainly, this is true in evangelical churches, and that is that within those churches, there are people who have a heart for God. And what we need to do is to build those people up and help them have influence in the church so that they might affect others. In the earlier segment, I mentioned how that there was a pagan temple right up against the church, at least in the third century. Well, we don't have pagan temples next to us in our churches today, but we do have cell phones. And what we've discovered, and I want to emphasize this again, is that social media, the internet has infiltrated us. And what we need to do is to ask, what does holiness require in a world and in a culture that has lost its way? There's one of the words that Jesus said to the church that we should not overlook. And he said, repent. And um, this is to Christians. He's asking them to repent. And then Jesus ends, and this is a wonderful way for us to think as we go into today. And that is Jesus has a special reward for those who are faithful. To the one who conquers, he will be clothed thus in white garments. I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I'll confess his name before my father and before his angels. Now, obviously, God never blots anyone out of the book of life, and Jesus is not saying that he will. The imagery is of a city, and uh, cities in those days had a roster. They had a genealogy or a roster, and when somebody died, they would stroke out their name. So Jesus is just saying, you don't have to worry about your name being blotted out of the book of life. But then he says, I will confess your name to my father. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. You know, and that's that's the reward of living a holy life in the midst of a culture that has lost its way and all of the culture inundating us with its views of sexuality and everything else. So, Pastor Lutzer, what's your encouragement to the person listening right now who wants to be, who has a heart to be faithful to God. And, you know, you, you mentioned things like media and entertainment and the internet, and there, there's all of these choices that we're faced with each day. And on one hand, you could say, well, let's just go dark. Let's turn off the internet. Let's throw out our TVs. Let's uh, pull the plug on everything. And, uh, but for most people, that's probably not going to be the course of action to take. How do we live faithfully in the face of technology and social media and all the things that are in the world without being of the world. What's your heart for uh, the church at large as we head into this new year? 
you're right. We are not going to throw away our Internet and our cell phones. But, you know, it would sure be good if we turned them off more often. Yeah. I love to give the illustration of a young pastor at Moody Church. His wife was giving birth to a baby and something went wrong. And he was in the delivery room and he panicked because he could see that the staff was panicking. But the doctor came over to him and looked him square in the eye. And she said, look, in two minutes, there are going to be 20 people in this room. But relax. We've done this before. We know what we are doing and everything is going to be okay. And it was okay. In a world in which we have so many competing voices, I mean, I'm thinking about politics and all the other things that are happening that are tearing our society apart. We need to take out time to meditate on the scriptures, to hear the voice of God who says, I have this under control. I don't wait for the news. I create the news and everything is going to be okay. You might go through a hard time. It might end in death but everything is going to be okay. So that's my encouragement to the church. Mm. There's a quote you've uh, mentioned on the show before. I'm not sure if it was uh, an original or if you heard it from somewhere else, Uh, but he has not promised us a smooth journey, but a safe landing. Did I get that right? You did. And it's one of the quotes that is original, believe it or not. I have a few original quotes, but that one is... Uh, Thank you so much, Pastor Lutzer, for your encouragement this morning and for your pastor's heart. You can find the radio program for Pastor Lutzer as well as uh, Ask Pastor segment and his blog. Just go to moodymedia.org, moodymedia.org. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, if you were to ask the average person on the street, you know, when I was a when I was a reporter back uh, coming right out of college, we used to do these things called man on the street interviews. Oh, yeah. And it usually was kind of on a slow news day uh, where we just sort of needed some content. And sure. so you'd go out and you'd have something that you would ask. And it was sort of a man on the street. Or if you wanted to get reaction and you needed some sound Let's say, uh, for example, maybe the city council passed some ordinance and you need a story about it. It's kind of a dull story. Do a man on the street interview. Just go and ask people what they think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that always leads to all kind of interesting content. I'm sure you had a lot of things you couldn't put on air. (laughs) Because a lot of times the people who are most willing to talk to news reporters (laughs) are sometimes... Too eager to talk on TV. (laughs) And so you got to be careful there. But if you were to do a man on the street interview and ask people, what do you think it takes to really live? Hmm. If you want to really live, what do you need to do? What kind of answers do you think you'd get to that question? If you want to really live, man, do this. It's a good question. I think something like follow your heart would Mm -hmm. be in there. I think uh, you got to be an adventurer. Yeah. You know, go on adventures, go see the world, uh, you know, find someone you love and hold them close. Yep. You know, those types of answers, I would probably yeah. say. Maybe you'd get some YOLO, Yo- kind of yeah, like you absolutely. only live once. Do some crazy things. Carpe diem, seize the day, Yep. live it up, enjoy. You'd probably get some 
a lot of variations of the sort of take life, like take the reins. Take life by the horns. By the horns yep. and go. Yep. And I think that's conventional wisdom, that if you want to extract the most you can out of this life, it's sort of this uh, self-determination uh, it, take life for what it is. Try to get the most juice out of it. Have, have the most fun, yeah. uh, the most experience, the most adventure, and that that's really living. Well, we've been talking all this week about the upside-down principles of kingdom living. And if you want to really live, like really live, from a kingdom perspective, you got to die. It's just that simple. If you want to live, you have to die. What has to die specifically? I, I want to be considerate of those of you who maybe are new to listening or new to reading the Bible. I'm not talking about a a physical death. I'm talking about a, a death to self. Your old self has to die to break the power that sin has over you. Though that flesh, the passions, those desires, all of those things that are hardwired toward pleasure toward uh, exalting of self, that has to die. It only happens by the power of the Spirit. So many scriptures uh, that I've got for you on this one, but I re- want to read just a couple. Let's start with Colossians 3.3. 3. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Another one for you, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And now the life I live in the flesh, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. One more, Galatians 5.24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So it's this, there's lots of language around this, that we've been crucified with Christ, that we put to death those things that are earthly in us Mm -hmm. by the power of the Holy Spirit. Self-effort never helped anybody. Yeah, no. But there is this sense that if I want to live, I have to die. I have to die to my desires died to my will, but it's the best kind of death because those things never got you anywhere any anyway, right? right? It's taking it's taking all the the kind of efforts in vain, all the pointlessness of your actions, all the mm-hmm. things that that kept you separate from God and saying, I'm no longer living that life. Yeah. I am I'm killing that life. Mm-hmm. I'm crucifying that life. And we are, when we are united with Christ in his death, we share in his death as Christ followers, and we share with him in resurrection, in new life. And so I want to ask you this morning on this Freedom Friday, as I think you have to get to this point by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to keep saying this because this isn't a self-effort thing, but the Holy Spirit allows you to see this, that man, this what I've got going on, what's this, these desires, this flesh, I don't want to live like that anymore. That, that part of me has to die. When did you get to that point when you realized that this old self has to die in order for me to really live? 
312-274-9624. Ten phone lines available. When did you realize that the old you had to die? 312-274-9624. Boom Crew. Celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. When did you realize that the old you needed to die in order to live, that you couldn't continue on with those passions, with those addictions, with those habits, with that way of seeing life, that that all had to die if you really wanted to live. Give us a call, 312-274-9624. Let's go to Willie calling in from Chicago. Good morning, brother. Tell me, when did you realize that the old you had to die? Allie, you you know what? It's just, it's, it's a, it's still a reminder to this day that I had to move from where I was. When I became a Christian or when I was induced, introduced to Christianity, I knew I had to leave a part of the city that I lived in. Mm. I had to drive a different kind of car. I had to go in a different direction so that the meat man wouldn't, in, wouldn't be in charge. The old man had to die in order for the new man to live. Yes. And I've had that happen to me since I've been saved. Yes. Since I believe that the name of Jesus is above every name. Mm. The name of Jesus is the superlative wonders to all linguistics. See, we have to be reminded that if we don't put it, it isn't that put some in his hand, it's that put it all in his hand. If the King James Version said, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways yes. acknowledge him. And he will and make he your path straight. Yeah. You can't have a meek man righteousness and think you done gave it all to put it in his hand. I, I, I got to remember it. That goal takes me way back. Thank you so much for calling in this morning. I so appreciate your story. Yeah, those addictions, those passions, that flesh has to die. And the thing is, what you see when the old man is not put to death and that flesh rages and is allowed to have free reign in the body, there's no limit to the evil that's possible. Very true. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you hear of, of the horrific things like Carl was talking about, this this morning, that's that's sin, evil, flesh, run rampant. Oh, yeah. That's Satan having a field day through people who have given complete and total reign to the flesh and all of its evil desires. Absolutely. I mean, we look at we look at some of those things, and even you know, unsaved people can sometimes look at those things and say, "Well, I would never go to a place like that. I don't even understand how that's possible." But Without the grace of God, there go all of us. That it's, it is the nature of sin. It destroys everything it touches. And so yeah. what, we, what happens is that we think we are managing our life of yeah. our little pet addictions, our little hidden habits. We think we're managing it. But you do get to a point where you realize you're not managing it. It is killing you. And you realize that that old self has to die. God in his mercy will allow us to experience that so that we can, by his grace, turn to him. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. It kind of feels like we got a winter's worth of weather in one week. 
Yeah, no kidding. Doesn't it? Yeah. Who would have thought that? I mean, at least for me, I know the, the snow came later in the day last Friday, but like the roads were worse today than I've experienced. Yeah. Yeah, we've got lots of lots of winter weather. We've kind of come out of our uh, polar vortex type of uh, uh, wind chills for the most part, although it's still very cold. But lots of snow. If you are uh, going to be driving this morning, definitely give yourself some extra time. I will reiterate yeah. that because it is deceptive. It doesn't look like a lot at first. Yep. But yeah, some of those uh, roadways and even the expressways still. Uh, still pretty slick, so be safe out there. Hope you're having a good morning. We've got Freedom Friday here on Carl and Crew. We've got a special guest this half hour uh, as Carl is traveling this week. He's in India, hoping to get a check-in with him this morning, but it's challenging to know if, if we're going to hear from him or not because just because his schedule is very full. Yeah, and, and he's about 11 and, and a half hours 11 ahead. 11 and a half hours ahead. Which I'd never heard of. I didn't know that places could be half an hour ahead or behind you know, I did not know that either. So it is what? Uh, it's about six thirty-four p.m. No, sorry, five forty-five p.m. There. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah they're that's, behind us by the that, that eleven and a half. It's a bit confusing, uh-huh. but if we are able to get get to him, we'll bring him on air. A couple things to make note of: Carl and crew, new t- new. Into the new? Into the new what with Carl and Crew. Thing? Into the new with Into Carl and Crew. Into the new. Thank you. Into the new with Carl and Crew. Yes, our January giveaway, giving away copies of Carl's book, The Seven Resolutions. Do make sure you're signed up for that. It is a great resource. We've done the small group of book bundles on Thursdays, uh, but throughout the rest of the week, just get that entry into that online portion. We're going to have quite a few winners. We're going to be pulling out a lot. So opportunity is good to win on this one. Just text the word new to 312-274-9624. Or text new to 312-274-9624. Find us on social media. Just search hey, Carl and Crew Mornings hour, on Facebook and Instagram. Check in uh, with Carl, who's calling in this morning. Uh, Carl, do we have you with us on air? Are you here? I'm here. Fantastic. Good, Good to hear from you on a Freedom Friday. Tell us what's going on in India. It's been the most unusual day. Let me tell you, yesterday, just to recap, I was, we're in Mumbai, and we were in the red light district, and it, it was a staggering thing to see just the pain, but also the hope that's shining there. You got 300, 350 women that come from all different regions of India, most of them entrapped to be here, Allie. Um, they've been bribed, or their husbands have pimped them out because of poverty. And we're talking, they're turning, they're turning over 10 to 40 customers a day. It's, it's almost hard to get your head around. In fact, I heard today that in order to even deal with that kind of pain, they're, they're under some form of mind-altering either alcohol or some kind of a pill. Yeah. And quite candidly, the pain gets too much emotionally and physically. So there's a lot of that going on. But I got to tell you, today, this is amazing. Now, if you get your head around this. This is unbelievable what I saw today. India Partners has made it possible that there are safe houses all over Mumbai. And these safe houses are places where this destined next generation of red light district women uh, would be coming up, are, are sent away, oftentimes to the chagrin of pimps who see them as the next generation of money for them. But the moms 
oftentimes want more, but it's really it's really because of India Partners and their ability to get just a a touch on these women's lives as they minister to them throughout the red light district and counseling them and encouraging them. But these women will, will by faith send their kids out and um, they're getting educated in these safe homes. They're getting taught the word of God. We heard Lauren Daigle songs, Keith Green songs. We heard them in Hindi. We heard them in uh, English. We, we heard, um, Entire Psalms recited joy springing up. I just stepped out of the final safe home that we're going to be in. It's uh, oh, 6 p.m. here. We're 11 and a half hours ahead of you. Yes. But I just stepped out of a home here where uh, there's there's two girls that we just um, just talked with, and and both of their moms have been. And one is still locked into this slavery. Um, but the worship songs that these girls are writing, and they're, these two that we spoke with today, we've gone up through the ages all the way from very young on up. And these two are in their first two years of college here in Mumbai. They've been set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. They are walking absolutely new in Christ. You have not seen the radical commitment to Jesus and the gratitude like these girls have, it really? is outstanding. Wow. Yeah, it's it's shocking. And the stories, quite candidly, they're in a backdrop of things that are just picking horrific. I mean, things that you just want to, you want to get justice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But in the middle of all of that light is shining so pick and brightly. It's just awesome. Mm, man, I'm, I'm looking at the at the website, just getting a little bit more information. Over 3 million uh, people working in red light districts in India. These safe houses established by India Partners allow uh, them to come in, have access to education, health care, counseling, therapy, skill building workshops. You're getting to see just a glimpse of, of the ministry that's happening, uh, a glimpse of light in the midst of the darkness, right? Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I, there's, it is such a radical contrast. It's hard to imagine. I mean, I'm looking at pimp size, and you know, there's, there's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is pray that a just God's going to deal with this thing, right? Yeah. But, but it's amazing to see when light shines in the darkness. The contrast is so profound. So they have these welcome centers that will help these women begin to engage just in a safe place, and then they get training. The only hope that they can have is to give them enough training where they could go out and get some kind of a factory job yeah. and, and, and find a way free. But here's the, here's the crazy maker, man. Without a gospel witness in there, without a gospel witness in there, there is no possible way. This is why people that say, is Christ the only way? Well, I'll tell you what, in the red light district of Mumbai, there's no other path out. None. None. There's no family. There's no police officers. There's no judge. It is Jesus in Christ's people or bust, mm. Allie. And you think about like what what can free a soul from that kind of bondage? Because even once you're out of it physically, how do you begin to recover and rebuild from the inside out from that kind of trauma and abuse? Yeah. No amount of 
therapy is going to do it. Therapy can help, but no. no amount of, you know, having a safe place to sleep at night is great. All of those things are great tools, but ultimately the only hope is in Christ. Yeah, and we're seeing it. I mean, this when I say radiating, I mean, here's the bummer because of laws and because of what is discretionary and indiscretionary. I cannot bring back some of the I can bring back pictures, but it's got to be blurred out. I can bring back audio and I'm bringing back audio. Um, But the radical power of Christ, the dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit to transform lives from the inside out is is high def, high def right here. Mm. It's high definition. It is poof. I've been blown away today, Allie. Blown away. Yesterday, doom, man, despair, pain. How in the world is anything going to happen? And then you see this radical contrast of these girls that have been rescued in boys, but these girls that have been rescued out of there, not generational, rescued given new hope in, in Jesus Christ and and they're not putting anything on this just emanates from a Maui. Yeah. Wow. So encouraged to hear what you're seeing and doing Carl's traveling in India this week with India Partners. Uh, a final word Carl here on this Freedom Friday for the Boom Crew. It's for freedom the Christ has set us free. And if whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Walk in freedom on this Freedom Friday. And get in touch with the new birth miracle that God placed within your soul. Because, listen, man, if, if, if I can see if I can see this joy bubbling over, and and scores and scores of girls, uh, we Satan would want to keep us from that river of living water. We need to jump back in the river again, Allie, if we've lost it at all, because life's too short here. Good word, Carl. Thank you so much. Uh, Stay safe traveling in India. Uh, Back with us next week. We're looking forward to it. This is Carl and Crew Mornings, Freedom Friday. Helping you take the next step in your walk with Jesus. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Pop quiz question for you. Okay. Someone comes up to you. Young Thunder, you already know the answer to this. So Uh just play along like you don't. Okay. Okay. Someone comes up to you. And says, you know what? I really want 2024 to be my year. Mm. Really want to really want to live. You know, not just kind of exist, not just kind of day by day, go through the motions, getting from one uh, work day to the next, you know, trying to wait for Friday to the weekend. Yeah. And then I started all the rat race. I'm tired of the grind. I, I just, I want to live. What do you, what should I do? Young Thunder, you know the right answer, but what are some possible answers that a, you know, a reasonable person might offer to our friend who just really wants to live, live, not just exist, not just get by, but really live in 2024? Yeah, you know, I think it would probably be, I think of that Tim McGraw song, To Live Like You Were Dying, like the, go skydiving, go Rocky Mountain climbing, go 2.7 seconds on a bowl named Fu Manchu. Plan some, uh, plan some real trips. Adventure. Get out of your comfort zone. You only live once. Okay. You know, do what your heart desires. Adventure, uh, get out there. I think people might offer up, um, you know, really try to 
make the most of relationships. Yep. Really try to love people well this year. That's Absolutely. That's how you can really live because it's all about people and the relationships anyway, right? I mean, I think some for some people, but I would even break it down a little further to say this, do what makes you feel good. Okay. So even if it's if it's not honoring relationships, okay. yeah. you know, do what makes you feel good. Maybe get rid of those relationships that don't serve you exactly. if you really want to live. Cut them off. If you've got things and that you're wasting your time on that you don't enjoy anymore, maybe get those out of your life. Maybe start a new uh, exercise plan to really ah. invigorate and try something different. Maybe take up ballroom dancing, challenge yourself, Yep. pick up a new hobby. Live like those things. Live. <laughs> I'm giving you uh, uh, role playing here because the, all of this advice, although it sounds good, it will not work if you really want to live. I have to break it to you. You're going to have to die first. Yep. If you want to live, you got to die. This is all this week. It's these upside down kingdom principles for the Christ follower. It's different, but it's a good different. Let me read to you a couple passages of scripture. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Colossians 3.3, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Another one. This is out of Romans 6. I'm going to read a couple of, a couple of verses. It's kind of long, but it's really good. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Your old self has to die. Why? Well, if you take all of these scriptures, they're very clear. That death to self is to break the power that sin has over us. That enslavement to your passions, your desires, sin has to be broken. It's not going to be by your power. It's not going to be by your willpower. You're trying to do better this year. It's the surrender to Christ. It's the surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit that breaks that hold that sin has over you. Not that you will never sin again or that you'll live a perfect life, but that stronghold, that enslavement to sin has to be broken. That has to die so that you can really live, take on new life in Christ. So I want to appeal to you this morning. Uh, if you are a Christ follower, uh, there's a there's two different kind of deaths that have to take place. There's that initial breaking of the enslavement to sin, that death, and then there's the dying daily. It's a it's a daily surrender that says, oh, yeah. "Not my will, not my way, but yours." But if you have never given your life, the totality of who you are, to God then you are a slave to sin. There is no other way. Even if you don't look at your life and see that you have some crazy habit, hang up, or addiction, you could look at a life that uh, seems pretty well ordered, but 
the reality is unless the enslavement to sin is broken, you're a slave to sin. I was a slave to sin until the power of Christ broke that off of me, until the old me died. So today I want to appeal, appeal to you that allow the power of Christ to break the enslavement to sin. Allow the old you to die, because let's be honest, what value is there in the life that you were once living? I mean, paraphrasing another scripture there. We often feel empty with that life. And exactly. so it's, it's worth giving up. That sees the day I want my next adventure, the next vacation. I'm living for the next high, the next big thing. There's a reason why you have to keep going back for more because it doesn't satisfy. The old you has to die with its passions, with its desires, with its fleshly nature in order for you to really live. Today, if that's you, I want you to do something uh, pretty simple, but so profoundly important. I want you to have an honest conversation with God where you confess what's true about you, that there's nothing good in you. You are a sinner, that you are in desperate need of a savior, that this old self, this old way of living is killing you. And so if you don't kill it, it will kill you. Have that honest conversation with God and then... I'm going to have Young Thunder pray for you. Father, we come to you. We know that this life that we've lived to try to get some fulfillment out of has never been enough. It has always disappointed. Maybe it's offered me some, some momentary comfort. Maybe it's helped me forget about my problems, but everything still remains. And I know it's not enough. Lord, I recognize that I have made mistakes, that I have sinned before you. And Lord, I recognize I can't do anything in my own strength to make that sin better, to look good for you, or to be good enough for you. God, I surrender this way of living my life. I accept the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, who took the payment and the punishment for me so that I could live as if I had never sinned. Lord, I want that. And I know I can't have it on my own. I accept you as my savior, and Lord, I will follow you all the days of my life, wherever you lead me. Give me the strength to follow you and make me more like you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. If that's you today, I just want you to text us one word so we can send you something that's going to help you. Just text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. Text the word welcome to 312 312- Two seven four nine six two four. That's you today. You really start living, living life for Jesus, and having a blast in the process. We're Carling Crew Mornings. I want to give a couple of shout outs to those of you just texted welcome here in the last couple minutes. 3176, last four digits of your phone number, 7602 8767 8294 7515. 
Welcome to the family. Welcome to the best days of your life, not because there's uh, this radical sense of, wow, now all of a sudden everything is perfect. That's not reality. But you now are living, really living, now that the power of sin, that enslavement to sin has been broken. Uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, I want to answer a question that came in by text message that I think many people can experience, particularly those of you who have been in Christ for a little while. That's coming up. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. I got a text message from somebody who I will not give the number, but this is such a common uh, question that thousands of people could have could have texted it. Um, it says, how can I die to self and walk out a new life with Christ? I keep falling short. I've seen the miraculous many times, but I keep participating in repetitive sin. Hmm. This is a this this is a common one that you hear um, an appeal like the one that I gave that for the person who's never surrendered their life to Jesus. And you think maybe because I'm really struggling and maybe what I I need to do is surrender to Jesus again, because maybe somehow it didn't work. Didn't stick. uh, Didn't stick. And so a couple of things, and Carl's not here to give his pastoral, um, you know, kind of stamp on this one, but uh, based on my own understanding of scripture and just kind of the teaching that I've gotten, I want to share with you a couple of things. One, uh, when you are uh, saved, when you are, go from death to life, that's irrevocable, that no one can snatch you out of the hand of God, period. Yeah. Um, you got a thought? Feel yeah. free to interrupt. Romans eight thirty eight and 39. Uh, Paul says, for I'm convinced that neither life nor death, nor angels, demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mm. When you're saved, you're saved. When you're saved, you're saved. And this part, part two of that is, are there many people who may have at some point in time prayed a prayer, uh, raised a hand, gone to church, maybe gone to church regularly, Mm -hmm. uh, done some Christian things, and not actually be in Christ? Absolutely. I was one of them. We talk, yes. Yeah. I was one of them as well. Yeah. We talk about this a lot, that this illusion of salvation. Uh, So if when you look at um, am I saved? Am I not saved? Don't don't refer. Try to refer back to um, a prayer that you prayed, yeah, or a hand that was raised. Those kind of things can absolutely people get saved by raising a hand and 100%. praying a prayer in yeah. a church all the time. Uh, but that's not necessarily d- the definitive. And so I can't answer the question for you whether or not you are actually saved. I've got a resource that's going to help you. It's possible to be in church but not in Christ. Yeah. Uh, part three of this. I want you, those of you who maybe struggle with this, I want you to spend some time, and this is what I told to the person who texted in, spend some time reading Romans 7 eight, and 8 mm-hmm. today. Uh, that sort of struggle between I'm the— I the things that I do that I want to do, I feel like I can't. Yeah. And the things that I don't want to do, I feel like I keep doing. 
that is Romans 7 and then Romans 8. And it talks about there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It talks about being set free yeah. from the law of sin and death. Sometimes it is a matter of taking hold of what's true of us in Christ and living into this new birth identity. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is, I mean, you're not going to find one Christian still living today that doesn't struggle with sin. There are people that genuinely love Jesus that have some sin issues in their lives that they need to get figured out. Right. Now, the difference and where Romans 7 comes in of I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I want to do is man strength. Yep. Man-centered, man-centered work. And are we called to to work on the sin in our lives? Yes, we are. But we're called to do it under the strength of God and under his direction not our own, it's not our own ability to handle it. Last verses in Romans 7. Sorry, didn't mean to cut no, you off your young thunder. Uh, it ends with, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? That's sometimes where we stay. Yeah. Who, what a wretched person I am. Who's going to rescue <laughs> me? Verse 25, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. And then yeah. starts chapter 8. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Last thought that I want to give you here before I give you a a resource. You may be someone, and I have felt like this uh, more times than I could even recount to you. I have felt like I've fallen or I've failed so many times that you almost can feel defeated like, is there any point? Sure. Right? Yeah. And my encouragement to you is even if you feel like you've fallen or failed 10 thousand times go back to god for time number ten thousand and one yeah and ask his spirit to help you walk free stay in the fight mm-hmm. stay in the fight by the power of the holy spirit don't give in to the lie of the enemy that says oh come on you're good for nothing why are you why, why don't you just give up give in absolutely not even worth it i want to recommend a couple resources to you One is uh, if you struggle with that assurance of salvation, how do I know if I'm saved? Uh, Give me the keyword for that one. Is that one? Stand. 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 Thank you. Text the word stand to 312-274-9624. Text the word stand to 312-274-9624. Carl spent some time on this one and right through scripture walks you through how you can know, am I saved? Am I not saved? Stand to 312-274-9624. I also want to recommend the seven resolutions. Carl's book is all about uh, these patterns that sometimes feel like they are unwinnable, unbreakable, patterns that feel like we can't get out of. Uh, grab a copy of Carl's book, The Seven Resolutions. We're giving away copies all month long. So if you want to enter to try to win one, text the word NEW to 312-274-9624. Text NEW to 312-274-9624. I get it. I threw a lot at you, but I trust <laughs> that the Holy Spirit's going to sort out and what is for you yeah. hopefully came through clearly. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.